The Free For All Roundtable. Round two. On round two, the aforementioned Rob Davis. We just decided to move you to a different microphone. That's fine. Okay. I, I'm used to being moved around. You know, you'd be grieved if you did that at the CBC. Oh, I know. It, I it moved would, a microphone oh. once. I can imagine. Come and I'd on. probably get a big settlement. Yeah. And like I say, Dowson knows a thing or two about working at the CBC. She's now, though, a CTV commentator. Are you, uh, are you disputing that, Anne? I moved a microphone and they called a tech to move it back. Okay, but I mean that's not grieving it. I mean, and that and those days are long gone at the CBC, by the way, John. Yeah, no, and I should say um, when I did work for Radio Canada uh, on the TV side, they were extraordinarily generous, and uh, you know they would go overtime. They'd do anything to get the shoot. Uh, Jason Agnew is here, another guy who knows a thing or two about television. News Talk 1010 trivia show host and swing host, as we say in the biz, Jason Agnew. Uh, let's, Good morning. Let's begin actually with we just talked to the finance minister. And there's so many moving parts. I mean, first of all, there's his mini budget. Then we get into the fact that finance ministers are meeting today and there's a whole bunch of important files. Um, But actually, I'll start with you, Jason Agnew. Um, The minister said, hey, the economy's slowing down, so we just couldn't reach the figures we predicted last spring. But, you know, Jerry Agar was just sighing heavily on round one because he thinks, fine, even conservatives don't balance budgets anymore. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's not necessarily surprising, though, in the world that we're currently living in. I mean, we're still dealing with all of the fallout from the pandemic and everything that happened there, John. True. But, you know, I look at these figures and I think, like he said, unexpected spending. And I guess I should have pressured him more. I just think we spend like the last government did because everything sounds like a nice idea. Here, I'll turn it over to, uh, and like I say, Dowson. So I agree with you. I think, uh, you know, conservatives get away with murder fiscally because they're supposed to be better with money. But in in actual fact, they're not. And I would point to the record of some of the most recent provincial governments, NDP governments, and even older NDP governments, which were extremely good fiscally, starting way back with Tommy Douglas. So it's a bit of a myth. And uh, what we see is a government that has really taken a beating publicly, throwing a lot, a lot of money around and not really addressing things like nonprofit housing. You know, there's infrastructure, this infrastructure bank they want to set up. That just sounds like another slush fund a la Ford, who, you know, s- still got in a, in a lot of difficulty over the green belt and the Ontario Place project. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, they, And also this money for the, the electric uh, the electric batteries yeah. uh, I, I mean I come you know the term corporate welfare bums comes to mind you know I I, I mean we need to shift away from gas-powered vehicles it's true but I'm not sure I trust this government to manage that much money and throwing it into the private sector well, and that's, we're kind of uh, bleeding into another issue, which is that Justin Trudeau said Ontario's welcome to invest in the Toyota plant, but uh, the feds are out, even though they invested in two previous plants. But back to the budget, Rob Davis, do you sweat this kind of thing? Or uh, Not really. Look, if you if you want nice things, it costs money. Mm. And you can't say you, you want to have everything. No, you can't have everything. But, you know, the biggest, I think the biggest determinant of what's happening is uh, are the rise in interest rates. At the end of the day, people at home know if their mortgage rate doubles, uh, their payments cost 
it costs more to live. Governments got huge uh, debt service costs associated with running the provincial government. Right, but we don't have a floating mortgage. No, we don't have. Uh, no, we have worse than a floating mortgage. We have a we have a debt that has to be paid back by the same taxpayers who also have increases in their mortgage costs. So, you know, at, at the end of the day, there are some unforeseen circumstances. But let's remember, folks, and I'm and I'm not suggesting that Minister Beth and Falvey is doing this at all, but every single minister of finance makes sure that they have a little bit of cushion so that in election year, surprise, surprise, they happen to have a, a slight surplus or they're going to be in surplus the year immediately following the election and they can go in as f- uh, fisc- prudent fiscal managers of the public purse. Um, I, I think I think the fact that the economy is slowing down is a big, big factor here. It, it matters uh, that we invest in infrastructure and um, EV vehicles are nice. I don't think everybody's going to have an EV vehicle, but I think a lot of people will, and it's going to be good for our economy and good for the environment. I'd rather have those EV vehicles on the bike lanes than uh, all those gas-powered vehicles on Bloor Street. Yeah, on the bike lanes? Well, you know, next to the you bike lanes. You want them to lose the bike lanes. No, next to, next to the next to the very next tiny the bike. bike. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't, you can't you can't you can't you can't breathe when you're on your bike going down Bloor Street because they've created all of that congestion, right? Yeah. Okay, so let's get to the uh, Justin Trudeau career death watch again and actually <laughs> throw in Nick uh, clip number 37. We have a senator who penned a column that effectively suggested even a timeline for how Justin Justin Trudeau next year apparently is a leap year, so he should do exactly what his father did and go for a walk in the snow and then quit on the 29th of February. Justin Trudeau was asked about it and uh, was fairly dismissive about the whole thing. Here we go. In, a, in an op-ed, he's calling on you to step down. Sorry, who's that? Senator Down, a former li- uh, sorry, former Percy staffer Down. For oh, Percy. Percy. Oh, yeah. Down. How's yeah. he doing? He wants you to quit. Oh well, <laughs> this is this. Uh, I I uh, wish him all the best in the work that he's doing. All right, he doesn't sound all that worried, does he, Rob Davis? No, no, no. It sounds like something I used to say. I'd say, I wish you all the best in your limited future uh, yes. to folks who would insult me. But uh, no, look, um, it it's. Easy to kick a man when he's down. I'm going to defend Justin Trudeau here just a little bit. He's the uh, well. My conservative friends are throwing things at the. Oh, I'll get the tax thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's the prime minister. a senator, an unelected senator who gets the benefit of being appointed, never having to face the public, telling an elected member of parliament that they should resign. I think the senator should resign, uh, number one. Number two, um, look, uh, they are obviously in the death throes of the government. They've outlasted their stay. Um, That's all going to happen. But uh, out of respect, the liberal senator should not be telling the liberal prime minister that he should be stepping down. He should be thankful he has the sinecure that he has and thank the taxpayers of Canada, and he should shut his mouth. Although, like I say, Dowson, it seems like everyone's getting into the starters blocks. Now you have the former governor of the Bank of Canada uh, telling Marika Walsh, well, I'm not ruling out running for the leadership. Yeah, and he's sort of like the the new Ignatieff on the scene. Like, I, I agree with Rob Davis that it does seem you know, unseemly to kick a guy when he's down, especially if you're a former liberal senator who was freed up Remember, they uh, they changed the rules in the Senate and they broke up the caucuses in the Senate. So this guy's a freelancer now, and I guess he might be a bit bitter about that. I don't know. Anyway, I thought Trudeau handled that incredibly gracefully, and uh, I got a laugh out of that. Like, you know, how's he doing? Like, nicely done there, Justin. So, I mean, you know, it's been 10 years that we've had the Liberals in power, and that's considered to be your best before date. And so I guess we have to see. I mean, that you know... 
it's, it, Pierre Poiliev is acting like we're in an election, right? He's full out campaigning and uh, using all kinds of populist tricks and manipulation. So uh, it almost feels like we're kind of in the lead up to a change in the in the in the leadership. But I think it's it's hard to know when to go. And I, I sympathize with the guy much as I don't particularly support the liberals. Yeah, well, don't say I, those words. Yeah, go ahead. I'm just shocked we're talking about a senator here. When's the last yeah. time a senator has been relevant at all? The Senate <laughs> itself has outlived its relevancy. I don't understand why it still exists. House of Commons is good enough here. Yeah. Yeah, and Christy Quebec, Blatchford way, used you know, to say, burn the place down. And I was never sure if she meant with the senators inside or not. <laughs> but, you know, Ontario, uh, Quebec had the equivalent of a House of, uh, of, of you know, the, the House of Lords, basically. That's what the Senate is. And they got rid of it. Now, obviously, federally, it raises all kinds of constitutional issues. But I agree with Jason. The Senate is, I don't know, it's just the place where you send your friends. And I would point out the NDP doesn't have any senators, and, for and, example. And, and they resist. To, they, don't, they don't take those appointments. Right. And I have to confess, as a conservative, I, I want Trudeau to be the leader at the time of the next election. I mean, okay. I, I think he's not going to do well for them. Um, I don't want him to resign. I want him to stay in there. I want I want people to hold him accountable uh, so that we get a full airing out of grievances, as it were. It'll be f- the Festivus election. And do you want a Senate appointment? Uh, I have. Uh, I will serve the Prime Minister, future Prime Minister of Canada, in any capacity he uh, requests of me. I, of course, am not campaigning for any position in uh, that future government. It's pretty good, Dosh. That means yes. I think that's a yes right there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, the TDSB uh, is looking at concerns uh, that 18 teachers expressed at one school because they say the school is too close to a cell phone tower and they've been subjected to radiation. So they served notice and actually weren't working for a few days. Now they're back at the school. Um, let me start with Jason Agnew on this one, though. I always say if cell phones or towers or Wi-Fi caused uh, cancer or health complications, I think we'd know by now. Yeah, John, I mean, it's a shame we're not doing this on video. My head just started shaking back and forth. Well, that's when the Wi-Fi. started... <laughs> yeah, no, I, this doesn't make any sense. Is it? I mean, I don't, I know teachers have various concerns. And once again, there's this strike looming now. But is it every occasion to take days off they take here? This doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, everyone's using cell phones. Everyone has Wi-Fi. The fact that they're close to a tower, that's all of a sudden a concern. And how did that come about? What research has gone into them now saying, okay, we're a little too close to a tower and if they're not are they concerned about the kids or are they just willing to peel on out of there and take a day off although every time we talk about this issue on the air rob davis i'm inundated with texts and emails and injunctions on twitter and elsewhere you're just not looking at the evidence right well yeah they're texting you from their cell phone so, yeah, exactly. so so uh i have some history on this i sat on the uh telephone and telecommunications blah 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 subcommittee city of toronto we looked at this issue of prudent avoidance of towers um 2007, the Board of Health passed a policy around prudent avoidance. Every cell phone tower that goes up, the planning department demands of the cell phone operator uh, to provide data on what they believe the exposure will be. Um, there is there's a, a policy around, you know, one company puts up a tower, they have to allow the other companies to uh, piggyback on those towers in, in, in an effort to try to reduce exposure. Um, we've looked at this. There's lots of studies of people type in prudent avoidance, Toronto Board of Health. There's a great report uh, on this. I, I, I confess I never 
or rarely put the phone to my head. Yeah. Um, not because I particularly think that it's going to cause cancer, but it's prudent avoidance on my part. So I don't say all teachers are, are, are uh, walking off the job, as was suggested earlier, but I understand their concern. But there's another way of dealing with that concern. And the City of Toronto and the Planning Department, they decide where these things are located. And the time to complain or be express concern is during the planning process. Yeah. Well, and Anne, like I say, does some last thoughts. Because, I mean, we're two months into the school year. I don't know why this happened this week. I don't know either, and I think we're missing some facts on this because the story I read talked about tissue warming and nerve stimulation as in tingling. I don't think that sounds very good for anybody if, in fact, that's what's happening. It's a regular Friday night at the Davis house. All right, that's enough from all of you. Uh, that's <laughs> okay, Rob Davis. Well, anyway, I want to know about Jason and a swing host gig over there. What's, what is a swing host? Swing host, that's the person who pops in when somebody else is missing. It sounds sort of swinging. Yeah. I thought it had something to do with keys in a in a fish jar, but or maybe just a style, just a style. Catch the roundtable round one at seven forty five, round two at eight forty five. Weekday mornings on More in the Morning News Talk ten ten Toronto.